creating content that shows who you are and attracts the people you want to work with. My name is Trey Micheletti and I'm building my company, Micheletti Media, into the best real estate content marketing company in the world. Welcome to my podcast where I'll be teaching you everything I learned on how to build a better business and market yourself to get the right customers. Talk to me a little bit about how you got started in entrepreneurship, um, into real estate, into real estate investing. Talk to me about it. Absolutely. Uh, I think that it, it, it is important that um, be noted that I'm, I'm naturally a people person. And so as far back as I can remember, I have found myself engaging with people at a high level, probably as far back as kindergarten. I was sharing my crayons with this guy that I remember. His name was Samaje, if I can remember back then. So as I got older, I realized the power of not only communication, but the importance of people. So this entrepreneurship journey, in, in a lot of ways, I can say was was it was innate. Um, but in short, um, early on, I, I I did some landscaping as twelve or thirteen years old, and once I got to high school, I start really trying to get into things that involve people and generate money. And um, I had a real landscaping business by the time I was eighteen. Wow! Talk to me about that landscaping business. What what was that like? Uh, well, I, I, one of the things that I always think think about when I reflect is is I was I was a senior in high school when I was really taking this business seriously. Instead of mowing a couple of my neighbors' lawn and, and pushing my lawnmower through the neighborhood, I had to make a decision to get a vehicle because now I have a route of I think thirty two people, right? And so my first car that I purchased for myself was a truck. So I have all my buddies buying Mustangs and, and classic cars or Jeeps. And for convenience, obviously, I had to buy my own truck, my own vehicle. It was either I buy a car and put a lawnmower in the back of a car and look good for school and, and, and girls probably at the time, which was motivating me, right? Yeah. Or I get something that really, really works. And I remember I got this little Mazda B2200, and it fit my lawnmower. It had a little bed in the back, and, and so it kept my tools safe. So I remember sometimes driving to school with my equipment in the back tied up because shortly after I changed and I go knock out some of the lawns where my school was on uh, the midtown part of Sacramento. So, I mean, just as far back as I can remember, I, I realized that I was in entrepreneurship and I also realized that entrepreneurship in lieu of people being important, um, also you have to make a lot of big decisions. And at that time it was a big decision because I really wanted to buy a Camaro, but I had to buy a truck. Yeah. And, and girls didn't think trucks were, were, were that nice, especially my little work truck. You know what they do think is nice though? Uh, money. And okay. You were making the money. Agreed. I bet that was a thing for you. Um, now, entrepreneur since 18, uh-huh. one thing that I, that I actually really admire about you that I was just thinking about the other day is I know a lot of realtors, and mm-hmm. a lot of realtors don't just stick to real estate when tough markets happen. And one thing that I really admire about you is you don't, you don't think about going and getting that nine to five job to supplement your income. You don't think about that stuff, but you're also not, you're also not afraid to dish out some funds to help grow your business. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's really cool that you are an entrepreneur all the time and you're not afraid to spend the money to continue to grow your business. Can you talk to me about a time when entrepreneurship has been really, really difficult and you faced some adversity and kind of how you keep going through it even in hard times? Probably, yeah, I can. You know, when I first got into um, real estate, I, I wasn't an agent immediately. I, yeah. I got into real estate by way of investing. And only thing I had, not the only thing, I, I had two things that were going for me. I had a mentor, right? And then I had the ability to be crazy enough to think I can get it done. 
And so what I was doing when I initially got into real estate investing is I lived in from Sacramento and I was commuting every day about 50 minutes to Stockton, right? Trying to uh, network, trying to raise capital, trying to understand what it was going to take for me to get this deal done. And what this required of me is because I was I was transitioning um, from a local community college to a, a local state college, right? And when this real estate concept fell on my plate, I was on the path of, hey, I'm going to go get my business degree at Sac State. Well, when I ended my last semester at Kazunas River College or junior college and I was transitioning over, real estate fell in my lap and I told myself, well, listen, I'm done with school. And so uh, if anybody knows, those that enter community college and, and transition to university, those numbers are very low. You don't see that transition. So yeah. it was a big decision for me, like, okay, it's done. And I consulted with with my aunt, with another close friend. Said I'm done. I'm done with school. And that was after your community college. That was right after my community college. I, I wow. had already got accepted in the Sac State. It was time to roll. Wow. And so um, for me, that was a big decision because once again, as an, as an entrepreneur, one of the things that I respect about other entrepreneurs and I know to be a fact is that you have to make big decisions. And sometimes you have to make big decisions on the fly. How are we going to spend this money? Am I going to hire? Am I going to fire? Am I going to transition? So not only did I have to say I'm scratching this academic route that has been this part of our culture that our parents have taught us that, that we learned in school. You know, uh, you can go to college. You can go to college or you should go to college. If you don't go to college, you won't succeed. Right. Successful people go to college. So I had to go against what I was taught. I had to go against American culture. I had to go against what what is systematically placed in our minds. And I said, you know, what? scratch that. I'm not I'm done. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go make something of myself. And I think I can do it without without formal education. Wow. Wow. That, that's a big decision because I know a lot of people who probably wish they could make that make that judgment call, but can't, whether it because of external factors with their parents telling them that that's right. not the way you go or internally they're just afraid to do it. Can you talk to me about what it was like to be around you? What was your personality like back then when you were transitioning into a pretty damn big decision to not go to college, take the safe route and take that and take that tougher Mm-hmm. Less, uh, less. I don't promising. know. Pro- less promising route. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think you know. I always think about this this concept of having an angel on one side and I guess the, the devil on the other side. I think a lot of us really know what we're supposed to be doing when we're when it's time to make these big entrepreneurial decisions. And what sounded safe and shiny was to go to Sac State mm-hmm. and stay in school and go chase this degree and take out loans and. And, and not to be able to afford books and spend long nights studying. That sounded safe and it sounded like the little angel, right? Mm-hmm. But um, by no means the devil, but the more um, independent, the more uh, aggressive and confident person um, and, and tactical person was telling me, uh, yeah, that sounds nice, but, but entrepreneurs make big decisions. Entrepreneurs take risk. And if you're going to make a bet, bet on yourself. And so it didn't go without measure. It didn't go without wise counsel. That's always important. But even my, my wise counsel was telling me, man, you know, you're almost done with school or finish school. But then I learned, I learned another thing is that um, sometimes we place our fears on other people. When you ask for advice from people, some people will say, well, you're saying, listen, uh, man, I've been dating this gal for five years. I, I think I really want to take it to the next step. And your friend could say, well, you know, man, my, my parents went through a divorce, man. You'll lose everything. And so, one, you don't know the girl I'm talking about. 
Two, you've never been married. And three, you're projecting what happened and what you saw with your parents. I'm not saying that's wrong or right, but I'm saying sometimes we have to be careful about other people projecting their fears on us. So, in fact, I think only, only one person told me, go do it. Wow. Everybody else said, said go to school. And I just, like I said, something on the inside was telling me, school's cool, but entrepreneurship's cooler. Yeah. What were your friends doing at this time? Um, ironically, not much. Most of them. Most of them, not much. Uh, in fact, I, I recruited some of my friends to, to go to college, right? A lot of my friends, wow. they weren't doing anything. I remember I had one friend in particular. He was doing almost nothing. Uh, God bless his heart. And I was like, look, sign up for school. He didn't want to go. I said, listen, if you sign up, you'll get financial aid, like $6,000 a semester. He was like, okay, I'm going to sign up. So he went and signed up so he could get the money. He never finished. But he got paid. I mean, I teach his own. But, but I was trying to not necessarily, I wasn't trying to tell him to go work the system. That's not what I was telling him to do. But I was trying to do another thing about entrepreneurs or leaders, mm -hmm. right? A lot of times natural born leaders. And I was trying to lead my people. I was trying to lead my peers to say, listen, uh, we got to do something. Come on, come get in school. Because on the campus, they're talking about some more pot. It be sitting on your mom's couch. And so um, that's, what, that's what a lot of my friends were doing, were either trying to go to school and barely pass and get some financial aid, or others were just like working odd in jobs. Um, back in Sacramento, there's just an Apple uh, corporate office that, that, that does some manufacturing. A lot of people work there, uh, a lot of call centers. I saw that largely. And then um, other people just probably not doing too much of anything. Did you feel like it was difficult to have to take on that leadership role and not really have people around you that were trying to do what you were trying to do? Did, was that more difficult for you no. or did you? No, no, no. That's probably, it goes back to being a natural born entrepreneur is in my head, I was going to go regardless. And if you're not going to go, see ya. Yeah. But I was already going and I saw there's some, I learned a lot on campus. I, I learned how to meet deadlines. I learned how to scale projects. I learned how to network. I learned even, even in my philosophy course, where, which I met the young lady who turned me on to her father who, who, who brought me into real estate. I met her on campus. So any entrepreneur knows that this, these businesses are about people and engaging in networks. And so this young lady was in my network and that's how I got into real estate. So I wouldn't have been in real estate if I wasn't on campus. Wow. Wow. Do you think that uh, even if you don't think you're going to go into a corporate job and you know you're going to be an entrepreneur, do you think people should go to community college regardless to make those connections? Or do you think that if they know it right out of high school, they should just go for it? What do go you think? Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. If you know, if you know everybody's, you know, God, God has a plan for everybody. All right. But you got to get up every day and work hard. And so... You can go right out of college if you if you have an idea, even if it fails. That failure would be the best thing that ever happened to you, right? Um, because the 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 L and fail is a lesson, and sometimes the lessons are blessings. And the biggest blessing may tell you what how good you're not, and what you need to do the work you need to put in. And back to entrepreneurship, if you're not putting in the work, you will not be great. There's no shortcut to it. I get. I get calls sometimes. Oh, Jake, man, I see you on social media. You're, you know, you're, you're really shaking and moving, man. I, I want to come work with you. I want to have a coffee with you. And honestly, you know, I, I'm not open to coffee. I want to work. Why? Because I know that's what it takes. So I always try to put it back on people that coffee's not going to get it. The conversation's not going to get it. If you want to work, come work. Come, come out to one of my construction sites. Come show me a book that you're reading. 
Uh, let me know about a, um, a fourth episode of a podcast you're into right now. Bigger Pocket Podcast or something. What YouTube are you, are you listening to? You have to work. You have a lot of friends right now? Uh, no. Because based on that, it sounds like having good friends might be a little bit tough. Nah, you, I'm nah, not. You, you get acquaintances, um, and I think I'm friendly, but uh, you, when, when you raise the standard, it can really cause people to trickle off. And, and people raise a standard on me that, that maybe to a bar that I wasn't prepared to, to step up to. And I'm sure they had to keep going about what, what they were trying to get accomplished. But no, and, and, and I, I don't think entrepreneurship is for everybody. And I think that there are different levels of it. And again, the higher level up you go, the rules change, the standards change, the expectations change. So, I mean, I don't, I don't have a lot of friends per se. I do, I do have some people I really care about. Uh, but ah, I'm too busy for the friendly thing anyways. You know, I'm, 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 I'm working. I'm trying to grow this career, grow this portfolio, grow my knowledge. That way, the people that are around me that I consider quality people, people that have similar interests of me, I can spend more time loving on them. What does that mean? You know, I, I have you and I, we work closely together. And so instead of uh, doing this back and forth about somebody saying, oh, I want to get my license, but I send them the link and they never apply. And three months later, they call me again. Let's get coffee. Instead of me spending that hour and a half of that correspondence over the course of a month, I would rather spend that on the phone with you masterminding about why I think you're wrong or why I think I need to improve or why I think you're right. I would much rather spend that time with love going head to head with you. And, and that's where I feel my time is best utilized. And, and, and it goes to value. I find that very valuable to spend time with people that you truly care about and probably that truly care about you and the direction you guys are going in together. Hey guys, so just a quick break. I do this podcast to bring as much value as possible to as many people as possible. So if you're getting value from this, I'd love it if you would leave a review. I'm growing this completely organically, aka no ad spend, so it would be a huge help. I appreciate you and enjoy the rest of the show. Let's take it back to that 18-year-old um, that had the lawnmower in the back of the Mazda, right? Mm -hmm. At that point, did you find that your friends were kind of started fading away because you were on a different direction then? And was it difficult to kind of accept the fact that, hey, not everybody's going to be on my path. I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to go at this alone. And can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, that, that's interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll say it like this. Um, my senior year when I was driving my Mazda back and forth to school, I remember we had to do a, a senior project. To That was the last project you had to do, and they had to present in front of a panel of like four or five staff members at my school, Sacramento High School is where I attended. And um, I remember, I think the project was like, what are you going to do after high school, right? And I remember explaining that I was going to have uh, an auto body shop, a paint shop, right? My dad owned um, an auto body shop and a series of businesses in Sacramento that did, did pretty well. Uh, they were all blue collar jobs, right? Um, um, but in short... I truly thought, because sometimes the rain can be so small until you get more exposure, I thought everybody's dad had an auto body shop. I really did. I thought everybody grew up in a <laughs> shop. I thought everybody was trying to collect classic cars. I thought everybody was building cars. I thought everybody had motors in their garage trying to, trying to make it, put it together, put candy paint on their car. I thought that's what it was. 
So I remember when I was getting at the last minute, of course, some entrepreneurs are very last minute. At the last minute, I'm getting this paper together, ready to present. I'm leaning on my confidence that I can speak in front of these people. I'm going to be a bit impromptu. And I was going over notes with one of my buddies. I was like, well, what kind of, um, what kind of business are you writing about? He said, business? I'm, writing, writing, I'm, I'm going to college. I said, your dad doesn't have a business. He said, no, my dad worked for the state. I was like, that's strange. So I start asking people around what else they're writing about. I really thought everybody was writing about business. It was at that point that I realized that your childhood could be a large reflection of what's going to happen in your adulthood. My dad had always exposed me to entrepreneurship. That's all I knew. My parents never clocked in. And so that also led my path to entrepreneurship because it really molded my brain. So for me, um, early on, that's what kind of set the tone for me. And that probably helped me with my, with my transition when, we, when real estate became an option. That, hey, I don't want to work corporate anyways. See ya. That's interesting. So you, you talked a little bit about how much parents can have an influence on, on kids and kind of their career trajectory and things mm -hmm. like that. Kids that know that they want to get into entrepreneurship, but maybe their parents aren't mm -hmm. going down that path and value college more. What advice do you have for those people on embracing what they want and kind of pushing away from their parents almost and what and their idea for their future? Do you think they should lean into their parents or do you think they should go on their own path? And how do you think they should do that? Uh, you know what? That's that's. Uh that's a good question. I think that, um, I mean, I respect my, my parents and, and, and I'll also say my parents weren't the only ones that were influential. I have like 15 moms of my other friends' parents who, because it takes, it takes a community. Yeah. Especially with entrepreneur, entrepreneurs, because us as entrepreneurs, when, when we're young, we're into everything, right? Yeah. We don't quite know where we're going. And so when you have an army full of other people's parents really guiding you and holding you accountable and teaching you and, and investing in you, that really, really pays off. So where I'm at today is I'm a 33-year-old man and I have a lot of responsibilities. I'm a leader in a lot of different areas. All of those moms and, and dads as well, I have a lot of respect and I'm still very, very obedient to any, probably now more than ever, anything they tell me, I'm pretty much obedient to it, Right. Because I know they've had more birthdays than me. I know they're coming from love. I know that they're trying to guide me. So, but when we talk about whether somebody should go and do something different than what their parents are guiding them to do or not, it's, it's, it's a very hard question. Because sometimes your parents are trying to tell you that, hey, listen, put relationships and instant gratification on hold and sacrifice and do this. Right? Go to school. And you do well as an engineer. And at 18 years old, you can't know that. So I have seen people be very disobedient to wise instruction from their parents. And, and they're probably not either not here today or if they're here today in flesh, they're not doing too well. So it, it, it's very hard. But then I've seen, um, like, I know you personally. And I don't know what, what your mom's telling you to do or not do, but you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're going to grind it out. And, and you, in fact, you don't need anybody to tell you to go to work. You probably need people, people to tell you don't work. So it's, it's you, interesting. You, you'd be surprised about that sometimes. It can, it, can, it can become a little bit of a burden sometimes. But I think I fall into that category where my mom was always telling me, got to go to college. If you don't go to college, you're, you're screwing up. Mm -hmm. You're going to end up broke and poor. Mm -hmm. And like just, just going to school and everything that they were teaching me, my original goal was I wanted to go to Oregon. I wanted mm -hmm. to go to Oregon. I love their, their colors, love their football team, all mm -hmm. this and that. The Ducks. After, after, yeah, the Ducks. And, uh -huh. and after freshman year, I went up high school, that dream faded away real quick because I was like, I'm going to have to sit in this 
for the next eight years of my life. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to go through high school, right? Then you got to go straight into college. And it, I just didn't see the reward at the end of it. Because I think anything that you do, if you're going to put 100% effort and you're going to do great at it, mm-hmm. you have to see the reward at the end of it mm-hmm. because that's because purpose drives you. Agreed. Purpose drives you, right? And if you don't Agreed. have a purpose, Agreed. and I just didn't see a path forward where it's like, what is a bachelor's degree going to get me that I can't do? Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of hurt me a little bit in high school because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people are saying, I want to go to this college, I want to go to this college, I want to do this, I want to do that. Because their parents have this influence on them and... Um, my mom didn't go to college, so mm-hmm. she couldn't tell me, go to college, get, it, get your lawyer's degree or get your law degree, mm-hmm. do this, do that. She, so everything that she was telling me, it was like, okay, but you haven't done it. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me this. I don't have a clear direction on what I'm going to do after college. You're just telling me to get this college degree mm-hmm. and then set off in the world and do whatever. Okay, well, if I'm going to set off in the world and do whatever, what is this piece of paper that is going to have nothing to do with my career afterwards going to mm-hmm. do for me that I can't do on my own? Mm-hmm. So right after high school, I was like, I'm, I'm going to work. I'm going to mm-hmm. figure out what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the opportunity arose where I was like, you know what? That sounds fucking cool. I was like, I'm going to go after it. Good. So I completely went away from what she was telling me on go to college, grind it out, do mm-hmm. this and that, because I didn't see a purpose behind it. So I think that if anybody's wondering, should I go into entrepreneurship? What is the purpose behind you being an entrepreneur versus going to college? And which one drives you more? Which one gets you more excited to mm-hmm. get up, get out of bed, work hard? Right. Because whatever you put the most energy into and whatever you can work the hardest for, I think that's going to create the best rewards that yeah. you could have. If you're yeah. going to put 50% of your effort into college and then dick off during all the other time, go play video games the other time, go drink with your buddies and things like that, but you're willing to put 100% effort into entrepreneurship and building a business, then why wouldn't you go and do that? Mm-hmm. You're going to learn more from it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be easier when you fail Agreed. to get back up and keep grinding. So that, 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 that would be what I would say if somebody wants to go against their mm-hmm. parents' uh, wisdom and well, take their own path. You made me think about something. I, I, I have to pick a position. Let me answer that and say yes. Do, do it your way. Do it your I think that people should do it your, their way. One way or another, you're going to figure it out if you put in the work. Yeah. Right? Do it your way. What I probably was leaning towards is um, entrepreneurship is extremely trendy. Real yeah. estate investor is very trendy. I'm, I'm a CEO. I, I see on people's social media handles, CEO of uh, something, something, something. And they've sold, they sold two shirts. on, on It's a losing company. meaning, isn't right. it? Right. <laughs> so it really devalues it. But what I think, what I, I don't think, what I'm really trying to say is that do it your way, but remain coachable. The people that I see that either fail or take 20 years to do something what they could have done in five years is they're not very coachable, right? And that's largely... Due to one, we don't know we're not coachable. Two, um, stubborn. Mm-hmm. Um, three, we don't know or we don't know that that submitting to a a different power or level of instruction can elevate us. Yeah. Right. Especially when we've been doing it on our own since we were kids. Very likely, that's how your parents raised you. And so, for me, even I mean, I've been in real real estate over seven years investing in it, and I've flipped many properties and acquired property and I've done deals and I've been litigated and I've coached and I've mentored and I I mean you name the the part of real estate and I don't think there's not a part that I haven't checked yet. Um, but I always and I have a greater appreciation for coachability. Right? There's sometimes you and I we talk about concepts that uh, I immediately do not agree. Not trade, no, 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 because that's not how I've been doing it. I'm from the old school. 
But an hour later, I'll be driving home and I'll say, well, no, hold on, Jacob. Are you being coachable? Are you being open? Okay, consider it. All right, cool. Because here's the cool thing. If you consider and apply and Trey is wrong, you can go back and say, Trey, I told you you was wrong, right? I told you you was wrong, man. But let's try it. And I, I don't think there's been a time that we've done that that I've been able to come back and say, Trey, you was wrong. Actually, y- y- you were looking at it from a different lens. Yeah. And so that's where you see, I think there's value in diversity. In anything, if you make, a, if you make gumbo, you ever had gumbo? No. It's a good dish. I have not. Sausage. <laughs> and I'll make you some. But you, you need a little, bit of, uh, a little bit of Creole seasoning, a little bit of this, a little bit of bay leaf, a little bit of crab, a little bit of sausage. But if you put a lot of anything in that, that's going to be a horrible gumbo pot. Nobody's going to eat it. They're going to say your stuff is trash. We don't want it. But there's diversity is what I'm really getting at, right? Gotcha. A little bit of everything. And so sometimes we make it a whole lot of Jacob. Or Jacob, you don't know everything. Right. And your perspective is just one perspective. But when you put like a like a little bit of Trey or you put a little bit of Caitlin in her um, knowledge base or let's one of the things I'll point out, she's a woman. She knows things about women that I don't know. So I'm like, no, we need to do it like this. We need to put cars on this. And she says, well, you know, uh, it, it would actually flow nice if you try this. And so when you add that type of diversity to something, it really elevates it. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I think that's important because I know a lot of people, and I, I fall into this category myself. Myself, I used to, and I'm trying not to anymore, mm-hmm. but where it's like, okay, you're saying this, but I want to fail on my own. I want to mm-hmm. learn on my own. I think this way, and what's the worst case scenario, right? But That's expensive. It, it can be very expensive. <laughs> and I think it's also important to, like, I, I love what you said about taking the time to, be, to, to take a step back and say, you know what? I don't know everything. Let me consider this. Mm-hmm. Let me consider this. First of all, where, where are they coming from? What are their experiences? Because I think that in order to be coachable, mm-hmm. you have to have the right coach. And if you have a coach that's, that's advising you on relationships, but they're single and have never had a successful relationship, mm-hmm. you probably shouldn't take their mm-hmm. words very, uh, mm-hmm. very seriously, right? That's fair. Um, but if, you, if somebody's giving you advice and they're a, I'm, I'm going to use an example, if they're a 40-year-old mom that grew, that had a kid when she was 15, single mom, raised that kid, right? And she's giving a 23-year-old advice on, hey, maybe you shouldn't go and move in with your boyfriend right now, right? It's like, okay, you know what? She has some alternate perspective because this is kind of a similar situation she's mm-hmm. been in, mm-hmm. this and that. Um, and just taking a step back and understanding mm-hmm. where they're coming from, what mm-hmm. their experience is. Are they saying it out of love? Mm-hmm. Or are they saying it out of something else that's not so good? Fear, inexperience, yeah. just to be rambling. Yeah. And then right. what's their experience behind it? Agreed. Right? And then taking that perspective, dwelling on it, and then mm-hmm. making the right moves. And Agreed. I think it's – I also have a friend that um, that really doesn't like some of the people that I look up to. And I, and I think it's interesting because I understand why he doesn't like some of them mm-hmm. and why he doesn't take some of their advice. But my perspective is, look, I don't love everything that people like Alex Hormozzi, Patrick mm-hmm. Ben David, and some other more controversial figures have to say, right? Mm-hmm. But it's important to understand, what have they achieved? I'm going to take these things that they're saying about how successful they are in this area, and I'm going to implement those. So mm-hmm. if, I, if there's a sales coach um, that's amazing at sales and he's giving sales advice, this guy grew a multi-million dollar business on sales. Who am I to say that he's wrong? Let me take that advice. Let me dwell on it and let me take that. But if he's going to start talking about other things like like politics, like um, 
like what's another example like finance like finance financial management right maybe i'm going to take that a little less seriously mm -hmm. because that's not his business i don't know him personally mm -hmm. so i don't need to take that uh mm -hmm. take that 100 seriously mm -hmm. i can kind of dwell on that but mm -hmm. at the same time so it's just understanding who are your role models what are they great at taking the advice that they're giving you on the things that they're great at and implementing that into yourself and if they're giving you advice on other areas then maybe it's okay to kind of shed those things. Mm -hmm. But um, that's kind of my perspective on the whole coachability aspect of things.